Hi everyone, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. Yes, I did say everyone and I didn't say YouTube only because these podcasts are also available on iTunes podcasts and you can also find them on iCloud. This is number 28 and my guest today, well, my guest today is going to be a good one. Something that you should know is that this is the second time that we are recording it. And the reason for that, it's the first time it went amazing, but we didn't really save it. So let's hope that this one goes the same way. It was really good. My guest today comes from Puerto Rico. He lives in California. He is the most passionate guy that I know when it comes to skating. So I really expect today's talk to be amazing if it's just off as good as the first one was the one that i didn't record you guys would like it anyway you should know that these videos i wouldn't say they're sponsored but there's a way for you to support me doing this and that is by buying your skate gear through bladeville.com or adamskate.com you can use code lino and when you use code lino you get 10 percent discount and i also have a little percentage of your order so it's a way for you to support this channel so now let's call miguel ramos hello <laughs> yo miguel how you doing man Ricardo Lino, I'm doing really good, man. All right, here we are. <laughs> uh, let's, let's try to make it work this time. So in the intro, I said that it was amazing, the first one. And if the second one, this one that we're recording now, it's half as good as the first one, the listeners will already like it. So let's just hope that they like it. <laughs> that means that it was yeah. good. <laughs> It's funny because uh, at the end, it, it was so like amazing i don't know i don't remember anything it was like full throttle like passion uh, i got out of the like, wow dude <laughs> you, you sent me <laughs> after the, uh, you, you sent me a message saying high on passion hashtag high on passion so yeah yeah <laughs> i guess it's easy for us oh. we're gonna make it work so let me start from the yeah. beginning uh okay to to everyone listening to this I always say the same, but especially today. If I interrupt you a few times, or if you interrupt me, it's going to be normal. And for someone that doesn't understand what we're saying, it's just like we're touching everything that we talk today. It's going to be really touchy for the two of us because we really love it more than anyone else can imagine. So sometimes when we feel like someone is talking <laughs> something, we need to interrupt right there, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess we're just talking, man. It's all good. Whatever happens, happens, you know. Okay, so let's do this. So, where did Miguel Ramos started skating? Uh, back in Quebradillas, Puerto Rico. Okay, but how did the whole thing started? I I do know, but for someone who who has no idea. Let's let, let's maybe start from the beginning. Where do you like? Oof. You said that you come from Quebradillas, Puerto Rico, but as a kid, how did you grow yeah. up, and how did the whole thing started for you as a skater? Or how was the yeah thing? yeah like? Well, I basically like I grew up in San Jose. It's like a little town in Quebradillas. Uh, mostly the time in my grandma's house, and right across the street, there was already like a like abandoned building. And uh, they have like a few ramps that the, the 
some people build, like the, the homies around the, the neighborhood. And I was like, I don't know, like five years old, six year old, seven year old, all those ages. And I was always there. That was like, my place to go play. You know, I just go across the street and just go watch people ripping on skateboards, roller skates and BMX, you know, and that's what I do all day. That's what I want to do. So I just, I grew up on that, just like watching them building ramps and learning stuff. And, and I was the little kid, you know, they always say, hey, here's a pair of skates. Where? Right around. Here's a pair of, here's a skateboard. There you go. BMX. Right. So I just, that was my toy. My toy is growing up pretty much in my town. Mm-hmm. It, 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 my, my town is like a, since the 70s. It's always been like like a skating scene there, like like especially like bombing hills, and we had like a in the seventies we had like a like a U U pipe, you know, like a, the original vet ramps. Yeah, there used to be one there. So it's always been people like crazy BMX, huge skateboarding, huge ro- uh, roller skating, like obviously huge. Everybody used to do it. Like it, it, that's what we grew up doing. So and but I oh, my I finally got to own my own pair of skates. In '92, my my first ever like inline skates. Mm-hmm. Before before that, I had some roller skates at home from from like they were at home, you know. And I had a skateboard in '80 since '88, '89. So yeah, it's like it's just okay. Like, so yeah, and a BMX. <laughs> so you started. <laughs> you said that you started when you were around ten years old. Then like '92, if you're 36, yeah. you were around ten. Tell me something. Yeah. Um, why? Why inline skating? So you told me that your town was kind of known for that since the seventies. Why is that? And why did you, like you said, when you said those three sports, yeah. you said actually you said roller skating, you said skateboarding and BMXing, but you didn't say inline yeah. skating or rollerblading. What happened there? What was the? Well, um, I saw a pair of first the people just like having inline skates like it was like 91 probably or something like that and i, was, I saw it and i was like well that's cool but they're like not doing tricks <laughs> you know it was not like what we were doing so it's all right you know but then one day a friend of mine was like like it was like night end of the 91 or like beginning of 92 or something like that and he had a pair of skates of inline and he's like dude like like there's a guy in California that did a front center rail. I haven't seen it. He just told me. And my brain just immediately was like, whoa, like streets <laughs> in street skating on skates, handrails. You know, and I was deep on skateboarding and roller skating. We used to see it just like, you know, in the half pipe. So it was, it was cool, but I couldn't, I couldn't relate to that much because we didn't have like big vert ramps or whatever, or bowls or whatever. So I was like, whoa, like, so I started, like, I, I put it on, and I don't know how to push it around, and I started doing, like, basically, like, you know, like, all the basic stalling and, like, kind of try to, like, sliding a little bit or whatever. <laughs> and then I then I, then I saw, I think it was, like, a, I think it was a magazine or, like, the cover of uh, Dare to Wear or something, or Chris Heller with, like, the cross rocket or whatever. But I couldn't see the video because I didn't have VHS back then or whatever. <laughs> so there was a time when somehow, I think it was, a, like, a magazine – and I saw like Arlo like doing a grind or something, and I was like, I saw this whole like vibe, like the, you can see like a the style in the whole thing, and that caught me right there. I was like, oh my god, I was already going crazy with skating, like doing <laughs> everything I can imagine on it, because I haven't seen videos yet. I'm just doing everything I was doing on skateboard and and and, and whatever, you know. And I was like trying 
and I'm trying to do like melancholies or whatever. <laughs> and then I saw this, and then that was it. Like we saw like like a there to air and all this stuff, and all these videos start happening, and I was like, "Walk my!" That was it. That was the feels like yesterday. It was, you know, same passion. It's like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, so. it's, it's weird, huh? like it's the same with me. So when I first started skating, I I used to see some people inline skating, including myself, because I used to speed skate, and I first mm -hmm. made the transition from roller skates to inline skates without ever mm -hmm. thinking that you could do tricks on those. I used to just race around tracks with roller skates, and I used to skate oh, okay. for tricks. I used to skateboard in my neighborhood, just like you were saying. Like oh, okay. I live in a neighborhood yeah. that was like. Man, it was safe. I, w I used to leave the house at 8 in the morning. It's not when I mean safe. Like, you look at it, it looks like a ghetto. But, yeah, my parents yeah. knew me and kn knew the whole neighborhood. I, was, I used to leave the house like 8 in the morning and I would come home for lunch, leave again, come home. Yeah, yeah. Another day, we would still would make ramps and whatever. But I would never think yeah. that the roller skates that I, I used for racing and I was training every day in the evenings, oh, yeah. but I wouldn't think that you could use those things for tricks. So I first started, oh. I first started watching people um, inline skating, just like I used to on like racing, but yeah. slowly started seeing it on TV. And I, I, I oh. would see people just jumping a kicker or something. And I never found that appealing. There was one day oh. that I saw someone grinding a rail. Like, I don't even know, man. It was like not even ankle high. It's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Now I know him really good. But somehow that guy did an X grind. And I didn't even knew that oh, that wow. was, I didn't knew that was possible. Because you looked at like <laughs> coming from inline skates, okay. speed skates. You wouldn't think like with a carbon boot, you wouldn't slide on the sole, right? So you see someone doing... Yeah. Something that whoa! I never thought about it, and that I re always remember this X grind as the catchy thing for me. You know, like you said, the front side. Oh, yeah, so, I heard when I heard when I heard somebody front side handrail like a big. I was like, whoa! Because I seen roller skater like kicking like the coping at the local mm -hmm. ramp that we had, and 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 obviously skateboarding and BMXs. They were sliding and grinding and stuff like that. And but I, I never seen like in this streets. I don't know, like the whole street skating, like the whole creating, the whole thing, like mm -hmm. it was kind of new. Well, I seen people in roller skate, like Santa Cruz video and in, in my town, like some skate, like roller skater doing all the stuff. But it was the style, that personality that is, when I saw that all the stuff from Marley, you can see like a culture, you know, like a, yeah. you know, identify, you know, that's what caught me like, this is so rad, you know, like, you know, it's like, the, you know, <laughs> the thing, know. <laughs> the, the reason why I'm pushing this right now is like a lot of times, even nowadays, when I speak about skating and I always say that somehow grinds are not appealing for someone which is starting. I always oh, say that, yeah, but sure. now having this conversation with you, you know what? Both of us yeah. found grindings the most appealing part of it. So you're telling me about a front side and I'm telling you about an X grind, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But of course we were yeah, already I, into skating. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I already knew like, like all the, like I said, like I, I learned how to push and everything. Like, like I skating, 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 you know, and like, but then I grew up in this culture of like going and they want to shred, want to rip, you know, like, so that's like, you know, when you see that, it was like when I saw skating, like the, the ripping and the, like 
like overall identified right away we like well i already had like the basic like you know like some cones or like fakey or whatever like you know playing but that part of like the like the gnarly part was like rock and roll and skating that's it dude like you know <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> that's it so that's when rock and roll really started for you <laughs> What was, what was that? Is that when rock and roll really started for you? Because I don't, oh, I don't know no, why. No, no, Somehow no, I always no, like look music, at you and I always associate music. you with rock and roll. I, I can't imagine oh, you. I'm no, not saying. Music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, well, music like came to my life like very, 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 very early. Like I remember singing. Like in in Puerto Rico, you have to learn English from first grade all the way to college. You know, every year you have to go to English classes. I remember like second or third grade like they have to go you have to go to the front and say things in english you have to write something down or whatever like and for me it was going to the front and sing the beatles song like i want to <laughs> hold your hand or something like that because my mom my mom my mom been raised in new york and she moved to puerto rico and uh, she grew up with like the beatles and salsa la fania and, and, all, and all this salsa music plus you know beatles and some rock and roll so Like that was the first like that like music and skating they go really hand in hand with me because they touch my soul dude like I don't know it's a feeling and, and music and skating do the same thing it's most like a, like I don't know like they go hand in hand like yeah skate rock and roll and skating they're like let me ask you something oh my god <laughs> <laughs> did you used to like I don't know like in my hometown we used to you know it was before the M the mp3s or even the walkmans man the walkmans back then were too expensive to skate with the walkman on the pocket oh, and they were too yeah, big yeah, yeah. so do, do you also guys add like a, a boom box or like do you guys also oh, add yeah, that I mean, it was funny man because for yeah, us of course we had like an old boom box from all, one of us and then we all used to put some money we used to go to the supermarket or something get some batteries and uh -huh. the days that we were skating <laughs> when we had music we would all go crazy i remember all the flips yeah all, <laughs> all the flips that i learned all the when i wanted to learn a new trick i was like okay today i need batteries <laughs> it was just... yeah 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 <laughs> i remember i remember uh, i think it was like I remember learning uh, like a like a Miller flip. I was trying to learn backflips on a on a, on a on a weird red ramp we had. I remember there was a hell of way to play you. I was like, I'm gonna send it, dude. That's <laughs> it. Like like every time I see a back, I, if I do a backflip, which I haven't done in years, I remember hello weights from Slayer. So because <laughs> it was so sick. strong, you know, music and skate. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like yeah. yeah and you know what I used to do too. Is the biggest bless. What I used to do too, I don't know like if people still do it nowadays because it's different. But back then, there weren't that many videos. So whenever there would be a video, we knew the whole uh -huh. like soundtrack. I knew all the songs and like all the music. Oh. I would I would relate with <laughs> someone like Matt Man's song, like Pennywise or um, whatever, you know, like yeah, the Sublime yeah. song from Arlo. Like I, I used to be like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play to play a certain music to a certain trick that I wanted to learn. Like if I want to learn this trick, I gotta put this yeah, music. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. That's awesome. That's why That's I was really, like, really sick. I'm just asking because I, yeah. I don't know if it was normal. Again, we're like, I guess we both come from like small towns, but somehow your town uh -huh. was different from mine. Why was that? Because you're saying that your town since early, I do yeah, know, but yeah, like really for someone early who doesn't, surfing and yeah. But why was that? I do know it, but like for like I, 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 I heard like I did it one seventies, but like what what I heard from my older generation, it was like a 
like I know like people are still skating or whatever skateboarding like really really old, and they were skaters in the seventies and they say they like like they start seeing that in the island because in the northwest side of the island we have like a military base and it's a lot of like uh, like people from California and all that stuff that goes there for like stationary for the military base so they bring the like they, they were surfing. And the skateboarding, you know, and like the people that skate and BMX slowly, like, you know, everything evolves there. Like, cause a lot of people from the United States, especially from California, they were, you know, in the military base. So like, the locals start seeing that and surfing was growing. So surfing is huge in Puerto Rico since like, Jesus Christ, it's like very early years, like 60s and stuff. It's okay. insane. So like, it, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a beach town, northwest side of the island. And yeah, like, and you're surrounded by ocean, always, man. Like, it's some you're sort surrounded. of culture. Islands yeah. are usually really good for yeah, surfing because exactly. you want the wind to be for yeah. for someone listening to this that they don't know anything about surfing. Basically, the best conditions on surfing is when the wind is blowing into the ocean. It's called offshore. So in Ireland, yeah. usually yeah. you can get that any day, no matter where the wind is coming oh, from. You just the need northwest, to, yeah. yeah, the northwest, yeah, yeah. You just need to go around the yeah. island and find the place. Obviously, the perfect conditions the is spot, when the yeah. swell comes into the like when the waves are coming in the direction of of earth like and the the wind is blowing completely against mm -hmm. and if that yeah, we have the entire coast yeah if but if that matches the perfect spot like with the perfect reef or with the perfect like the perfect spot then that's yeah it's amazing but in Ireland usually you have that a lot but tell me something Miguel when like so you, you were talking mm -hmm. about quebradillas when did you first left quebradillas mm -hmm. and start knowing about other skaters because from what i know man when i when i remember some of those videos like switchable material and even earlier like i think it was oaks mm -hmm. oaks Oak three oaks Oak Oak yeah oaks three yeah oaks three was the, the second video they they went to puerto rico the very first one was a i think it's a little session i think it's there to her no which one is Oof. It's one of the first blading videos it's a little session of puerto rico because probably there to her puerto rico in 92 Okay. In '82, and there's like a little session there. And Jose Cuervo have tricks on and everything. And, and you were not there, right? Release and what? Well, I was I, I was in the scene, but I was not that good. Like Jose Cuervo, they were like pro, like bird skaters and stuff. Dude, they were like no, no, not, not even. Uh, I'm not even eight, asking like, that. The question was: so you were still in your little hometown, and when they went to Puerto Rico, they went yeah. to the capital, right? Yeah, yeah. They went to the capital. I'm a poor kid from the from the northwest. Yeah. So that's I why I see them. I see that I see that in 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 TV and like in exactly. news and like all that stuff was tripping. Like oh my god! Like and there was the, there was a lot of that in TV skating a little bit of this and that and the newspaper or whatever. And then I kind of knew about it already like through my side, you know, a little bit. But it was kind of fresh. It was all my brain. All I have was like skateboarding videos that were huge on my life, you know, like Frankie Hill and like all that stuff. And and I was like. That was what I seen. Then I start seeing slowly like all the other blading videos and that kind of evolved. So, so when you did but, you yeah. first start leaving Quebradillas to go to San Juan and meet Jose uh, Cuervo so, so, and Abdil and Christian Rodriguez and maybe there was this, more? This, uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy because uh, um, I believe that the first that I saw a magazine they, they were showing like the visiting Puerto Rico and this and that. I was like, whoa, like this is amazing. And then I went to it was 95 or 96 Nice in New York. And I run into, uh, I, it's crazy because this 96, I think it's Flushing Metal, 96 New York or something like that. 
there's like 300 competitors in just the street, like 200 in Verb, insane amount, like probably a bit more. So I'm skating there and they they call me up oh, Puerto Rico blah blah and I'm start skating and I and I hit and I see on the right my side my on the right side of the the course I see somebody with the hands like that it's Christian like tripping like dude like you from Puerto Rico I'm from Puerto Rico too like <laughs> and he was Vito there just his girlfriend his girlfriend just me and I was so stoked you know what I mean because even though it was the beginning like it was the booming of blading he was dead in Puerto Rico already okay. You know, it was not like, it was pretty interesting. I, we have a boom blading way back in the day. And then the, the that era of 95, 96, blading was like disappeared. So it was really hard to catch up. So anyway, there were that crew from someone and all of us from the other side of the island. So that's when we connect. And that was it. Like, you know, so like we started hanging out more often. And Christian used to go to the, our park and we used to go to San Juan, skate with him. And then. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I need to go. This is crazy. Yeah, I need to go back. I met Jose Cuervo first in 95, 94, because he used to work in a store called Danny's Search Shop. Mm-hmm. And that was the only blader I knew on the island. Okay. There we go. That was the first blader I met in the island. So okay. I used to go there. It was a, sh- it was a shop, and I used to go there to buy, like, try to find wheels or whatever. So before meeting Jose Cuervo, did you used to skate alone in Quebradillas? We have a few friends. They they, they, they played and stuff like that and, and a bunch of skateboarders and, and, and even roller skaters and skateboarders. So we all grew up together. Like, So we all influenced each other. It was like, that, that's how I grew up. We all grew up, like, even there was no blader, a skateboarder, a BMXer, we, like, everything was the same crew. Yeah, it's the same with me. It's the same with me. We used to go in my little town. But the thing is, when it comes, like, to to skateboarders, this is what I felt in my little town. When it was, there, whenever any kid would want to join us, we would always accept them, obviously. It doesn't matter if it was a skateboarder or a BMXer. We would always want to have more kids doing it. But somehow... The kids that would start riding bikes or the kids that would start riding a skateboard, they would never be influenced by me. But whenever I would see some kid that would have a little bit of interest, I would push him so much into skating. It kind of always yeah. felt that if, if I, I don't want to seem like I'm God, I'm not, man. But I, I kind of felt like if it wasn't me pushing them, they would never start skating. If that makes sense to you, okay. and I don't know if you ever yeah, did yeah, that yeah. in Puerto Rico. If you ever felt like no, the, we we all we it was crazy because like the respect for 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 skating from skateboarding and from BMX to us, it was all mutual. mutual. Mm, it was it was the same thing, in it was not, in my town. but it was the same in it my like, town. It was the same in my town. They, Everyone would respect yeah. each other. The thing is, I kind of felt like they would try the skates, but. If I wouldn't push them, they wouldn't want to learn things. So I would always be man. Oh, it's yeah. just it's a problem yeah. with me somehow. It's just like problem yeah, or yeah. not. I always when I see something, it doesn't matter, man. I might be watching you do something, and I, I'm gonna. You met me before, and I'm gonna be like, yeah. hey, maybe if you put your foot more like that. It's just like it's me. I oh, was, oh, like teaching, teaching, yes, teaching. Yes, it doesn't teaching. matter. Oh, no. oh yeah, no, no. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Like, our skate park that becomes the skate park, isn't it now? Like, we have a non-profit. So, that's actually become, like, since I'm a kid, it was like a skating school, too. We we teach every person that goes through there wants to try. We all feel responsible. It was not a school. 
we will just feel responsible from each other to be able to teach each other. Okay, because you want the sport that to grow. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, we were, we were all of us. Every sport, like we, all the people there, like, oh, dude, yeah, it was like you know, like indirectly, uh, like kind of like a woodwork deal, you know, like <laughs> we want the park to grow. We want everybody to get be able to know. We have a TV with a VHS there, like you know, like we 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 were like, Ooh, oh my god, yeah, that place. That, that wait, place, wait, wait, we got the skate park now. Tell me, you had yeah, a TV like, with a VHS in a, an abandoned building? You no, we took we took over the whole the entire building. Like, <laughs> how did you add electricity? Like, how did you how did you add electricity? We we figured out, dude. Now, <laughs> dude, this is crazy. like this is funny. It used to be a school and it got abandoned, and then it become like a place where they take care of all people. You know, all the all the jobs, something like that. Yeah, so it becomes that. And then that, that we start building ramps in the back. They were cool with it. And then they were gone. They, they, they closed that building, abandoned it. They, they abandoned the entire place. So we just took over and we started fixing and painting and everything. And then this is 96. And then we like, one of the, uh, Juanra is like a, the dad of one of my friends from my town. Juanra is like, that's like my father figure, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he helped us. We're like, well, let's get organized because we're painting, we're doing everything. So we create a nonprofit organization. And with that nonprofit organization, we like we have like 100 bucks or like 50 bucks first. And we buy chocolates and we go in the streets selling chocolates to build ramps. So we sell chocolates, get money, buy more chocolate, build ramps, do a little event do like things and then keep buying chocolates and like raffles and all this stuff and, and how did you manage the electricity how did you manage the electricity because that's that's just oh, like in my head now like how did they get electricity because i never got that <laughs> i had to be putting money for batteries been, well you know it, this is the best thing this is the best thing like uh wandra he's an electrician he works in factories like about diagnostic and all this stuff so he's like electrician or whatever so he like he got cables there. He he teaches how to deal with everything. We brought the place back into life, and I guess the city or whoever we kind of stealing electricity. Okay, much. that's what I was going to ask. You guys pulled it. <laughs> Don't tell the cops. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we we did that, and we like when the pol politic time in Puerto Rico, they buy a lot of plywood and make their signs for politics or whatever. We used to steal that too and build more ramps. <laughs> that's it. You gotta do it. Ah, Nobody's man. gonna do it. You gotta, gotta do it. You know. Okay, so that's th those were so, the yeah. that's on the ramps. That's what you were using on on top of the ramps, right? But how did it's you make some the... of them? But well, we used to sell chocolates. <laughs> okay, ah, oh, man, come on. Let, let's talk about it. Like, let's talk about stealing wood because I, I had a degree in stealing wood. So in my hometown, <laughs> it's bad. It's really uh -huh. bad. I'm not telling anyone to do it, but back then it was the only way. Nowadays, it feels like oh, it's you, you snap your fingers and you have. A skate park everywhere and yeah the thing is back then we had no skate park so we had to steal the wood so we would go to construction and that's where we used to get yeah. the wood for the structure because how would you build the ramps like you can get like plywood or whatever for the top but underneath yeah. you would need to have like structure so the yeah. whole stuff was stolen like Man, and we had no cars, so we had to go to the closest <laughs> construction work yeah, to the place yeah. where we had the ramp. So we got caught so many times. There was one time, man. Oh yeah, but, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> check this one. We 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 would. I think it was Friday night and Saturday, all day, all day stealing wood. So 
Sunday, we oh took God. the whole day to build a, a, a mini ramp. And it was like a f four meters wide, kind of like four meters wide would be something yeah. like four and a half meters, like 15 feet wide, something like that. Like a mini ramp, Mostly like a, wire. yeah, something like five feet high, something like that. One meter, I think 1.8 meters, something like that. So we built the whole mini ramp. When we were about, and then okay. the guy that we were stealing the wood, he saw the whole thing, man. He waited for us, man. He really waited. We built the whole ramp. Once I got to the top of it and I'm about to drop in, I drop in once and the guy just comes out of a car and tells us, okay, so now you can go and put the wood all back. Dude, that was oh like... Oh <laughs> my God. Seriously, that was like... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, Dude, that was like oh they, we were a big crew oh, man and the no. guy was waiting <laughs> so that, that sucks <laughs> so you get you that never so well they never they never find out who was stealing the wood in puerto rico huh? <laughs> no for us was for us was different like it was like politician stuff they put signs in the streets so we took a few panels there was not many like it's so poor, I know. Even like, <laughs> even anyway. So we still some plywood or whatever, like, and some construction or whatever. But like I said, like right when we got organized, the nonprofit organization, that was over. Like, if we steal more, like Juanra will kick our asses. So we sell chocolates. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So I learned. I I I learned about no stealing right away with Wandra. He's like, no, well, like, you guys still, we don't do anything. He put us in place. Like, this is the thing, like, this this guy, Wandra, like, he, like, he's doing something else because, like, a lot of us grew up with our parents, you know, and stuff like that in that area, and, and he was always there for us, and he teaches us, like, not only to not steal, to, to, to don't even do that, but also to work electricity or concrete, wood, you know, and wait, and that's how but Wandra still electricity. <laughs> I'm not. Kind of did. From the scene, this is the thing. This is the thing. The building is abandoned, so it's still like a municipal municipal building. Okay. So they don't take care of the place. So we just bring it back to life. Okay. So okay, whoever okay. is paying will pay for the electricity. <laughs> we didn't steal it. We just bring it back to life. Let's put it that way. Okay. Because so, you know it was it was like a it was like abandoned it, it, it was like abandoned uh, basketball courts in the back. You know, and in in Puerto Rico, you know, like the people have like Dublin have different priorities. So. The thing is there, but they're not gonna go fix it because they have different priorities. So, but the, everything's there, so we just gotta bring it back to life and get it going. Like they will get the bill, okay. you know. <laughs> but it wasn't, the, it wasn't that bad, you know. <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I'm obviously just joking. But, but the, the truth is, for someone listening to this, I don't know if it's yeah. the same place. I believe it's the same place, but I do know that from that, you guys evolved to one of the best DIY skate parks that I've ever seen in my entire life. I haven't been there ever, but I've seen in a yeah. lot of places. So how did the whole thing happen? How did you guys go from the back of a basketball court with um, revived, <laughs> revived with stolen electricity to, <laughs> <laughs> to that park? Yeah, no, and no, selling chocolates to that park? Okay, tell us. Yeah. Well, basically, like, like I said, like in 96, we started the nonprofit organization. We were like well organized, you know, like every year we have to like do the whole, uh, say what happened through the year, the events we did, everything by you know, nonprofit organization. And uh, through the years, we make a lot of proposals to the city because we were like, you know, we were, we were building our own thing. We're selling chocolates and we're doing events. 
and we slowly start building wooden ramps and it evolves into like it took us years like until 96 97 98 99 that was when we first finally 98 yeah 98 i think it was when we finally have, have the first ever spine and launch box in puerto rico mm-hmm. you know like starting like having like a like a like a copy of the nice course you know okay because you know we, we want to get good at skating or whatever so we start building that slowly but that's us and we from our pocket you know but that, was that still in the back of the basketball court yeah yeah on top of that like we we tore down the 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 basketball thing the whole we destroy the whole thing we make a flap Okay. They have a, they have so many basketball courts everywhere, so nobody got mad. <laughs> so we took over, and everybody knew, everybody knew, everybody knew. Like that, that's the, the skate park, you know. Like that's the skate park of you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that is people, people building it. Just like if we bring electricity back, we bring the skate park there. We were doing it, no, you know, no, no asking nobody, nobody cares. So we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it, and we keep sending proposals to the city. To, to get like, some donations or this and that. And, and then through the years, I started getting good at making proposals and I started meeting other people because the city is not believing in us. They kind of help us, but just by, you know, like by leaving us there, you know? And uh, so one day I make, one day, no, a bunch of times I made this big proposal for I build construction of a skater, a concrete skater. And it finally, I finally met this guy that works in the federal department of like helping communities or whatever and he he's he's seen us he's seen us for so many years taking care of the place and he feel like like responsible is like i, I want to help you guys so i send him the this proposal and he sent it to the federal department you know directly as under our name as a non-profit organization that's been organized for like this is like over almost 2000 we've been over like i don't know 15 almost 19 20 years so we've been organized there and uh, so he sent that to the federal department and he got approved. Mm-hmm. But the, th- the thing is, that money has to come from the federal to the city. But we skipped that step because they never believed in us. So we went straight to the federal. So that money came to the city and then the polit- politics stuff, you know. Like okay, basically the thing is, thing. sorry, let me interrupt. So basically, usually yeah. the whole steps would be you guys would need to ask the city, to ask the federal to the give city, you the money. The city lost that. Okay, and you exactly. guys went or, over. Or, any, or anything, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Exactly, because it's been, it's been like 10, 15, 20 years, so like waiting, waiting, nothing happened. But I learned through do like proposals and meeting people and all this stuff and so I, I, start, I did that, and so the money came down to the city, and uh, they took forever, dude, like years, and nothing happened, nothing happened, and like, we have a design and everything for what it is. And then, this is already 2000s, you know, I'm already like coming to California, Woodward and stuff like that, and then I remember one day going back to Puerto Rico, and they started construction without telling us, and I'm like, wait a minute. So I go back there, <laughs> And they start the skate park to start its first day, second day of, of construction. They're tearing down some stuff. And I'm like, whoa, this is really bad because they haven't noticed, told nobody. So I went over there and they asked for the design. Oh, you guys have been on skate park. Can I see the design? They're like, yeah, here it is. They showed me the design. It's a bank, a pyramid, a quarter pipe. And I was, I, I, I kind of freaked out for a minute, but I started acting cool. I said, oh, can I keep one of these copies? So yeah, yeah, I keep the copies. I keep the design, whatever. And I went back straight to that guy that helped help us find that money. Mm-hmm. And I showed him, he said, yeah, they're, they're building this. And he was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Again, someone was making money out of you guys, right? Yeah. yeah, It's 180 grand for the project. 
and they already started a project with just a quarter point of bank and a, and a, and a quarter point bank and, a, and, a, and whatever. And it was like, wait, wait, this is, this is not right because we submit a design too for the proposal. So, you know, that money's for that design. It's not for something else. So, it things here and there, we went back to the city and they have to do like a, in front of the public, we have to now to explain what they're going to build there. Nobody show up. Anyway, this is serious things. This is federal money. I mean, like, when you're still federal money, you go, so almost a few people, I want to talk about it, but some people from the from the municipality, almost, they, they might be end up in jail, the federal jail. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we told we told them, like, we want to stop this project and we want to build what we want. So they did the process again. We participate from to the, for, the, for the construction and all this stuff. And by the same time, we were lucky enough that uh, a, a friend from Portland that helped him, uh, Burns, Burnside Skatepark, he moved to Puerto Rico because they have a, a company, uh, Skatepark Construction. He built Malmo, actually, mm-hmm. Stefan Hauser. And uh, he moved to Puerto Rico, to my town, and he got married to one of our uh, surfer friends from us. They got married, and then I got to meet him. He said, dude, help us in this. Participate, because you got the license of uh, constructing Skatepark, so you can... Participate and, and maybe win the the the, the 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 participation, and we can build what we want, you know. So he participated, he did everything, and 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 gladly we met some people from the city. They're super done with us, and and they give the project to him. So they give the project to him, and like, but we don't have enough money. But everybody in our town, we were like, okay, we're gonna build this. And he had the, the, awesome. the the he had the 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 experience from Malmo, from Burnside, and all this project he's done. So he's like, all right, let's get it. So I went back to Puerto Rico and all the homies and a lot of people from the city, the same people that have been, been taking care of the park for years, were like, well, here's the chance, dude. Let's get it. Nobody's getting paid, but we're going to build it. Okay, so but you, it got, you guys still yeah. had to rent like the, <laughs> those machines to make the cement and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. We have to like like buy those trucks and they come and you have to test the concrete if it's good and then you pour it. Everything like like he rent the machines, dig the craziest hole, and move all the land, and we set up dimensions and heights, and and yeah, he's an expert, you know. So that's he awesome. teaches a lot, you know, and I, and like we all work there, and that's it was amazing. Crazy, dude. But like, it was like it, a, it was really intense. It's ongoing. We didn't have enough money neither. I can imagine so, 180, 180,000 for that skate park. Man, I do not. I never. No, no. Well, we have less. We have less because uh, those two days of the the when we stopped the project. <laughs> How much did they day cost? two? They were they already spent like forty. No you know, so way. So we lost money. <laughs> yeah. So for more of that reason, we were like, Stefan is the man. He's like, yeah, dude, like whatever. And all the homies, like Steven and Jorge. All these homies from so many generations from different sports and all of us were like, all right, let's get it. Like, we got to build it. We've been we've been here all our lives just building ourselves. Like, what's the difference? Let's get it. And like, yeah. And did you guys crazy. kept selling like, chocolates? Did you guys kept selling chocolates to... No, little hell. No, no, not anymore. New generations don't sell chocolate. They're in the internet. Pussies. <laughs> now now it's building concrete we don't have to sell more chocolates we we do other things Uh, now we're trying to do now we're trying to do other like certain things to build like a skate plaza around we come up with different projects hopefully soon okay now the question is keep getting grow and tell me how did you like but that thing was an evolving project because from what i've seen that skate park it's not a thing that you build in a few weeks or in a few months that's something that's been built forever for how long has that project been going how long? 
Yeah, for how long? Because like, yeah, it seems like it keeps growing, isn't it? Or it's just done now? No, no, no. Well, we got it done and we fixed some stuff. We got some stuff done and now we like try now we are in the process of like about to sell chocolates because we want to build like a like a nice plaza on the top and then some other stuff and changing some most other you know areas or whatever and like you know we inspire ourselves you know and it's so still in the might, same place right hopefully soon yeah of course of course in the same place <laughs> where like everything started you know like where i used to escape from my grandma's jump right there across the street and, and couple, like a couple hours now and the old age building is it still there the what the building where you said that there used to be like an old age house yeah is it still abandoned yeah, yeah everything's there and, and yeah no no hell no what the first build is three buildings the first one is two buildings actually the one in the left is like we have meetings every they still have meetings every friday the non-profit like club arve every friday one is still there and we have meetings every friday and we talk about cleaning and pl plans about like do things to keep this thing we have things we do to fix the park and maintain the place with the kids and we also have like a little store where we sell mm -hmm. like drinks gatorades and basic stuff for that for the park and in, with the non-profit organization then we have the other side where we have like uh like uh rappelling stuff or climbing and rappelling okay. and we got a bunch of stuff it's like yeah, an action so sport it's, place it's, basically yeah yeah it's actions a non-profit action sport place since like yeah 95 96 That's still going awesome. by ourselves and we basically still the same mentality like kids go there and we help them how to like the locals help the other ones to get more like get better and we teach them how to fix things and paint and blah blah so it's like it's very auto sustainable project that is still going and i really wish i can live there so we'll do more but i go over there once a year we do something we do events and this and that and it's okay. pretty cool man it's pretty cool okay, let, let, let's just get something let's start with something that you just said there you said i wish i was living there so wait when did the whole change or when did you when did the whole move from Miguel to to California happen? I know it was the progressive thing. Can you tell us a little bit about it? How did yeah. You know? it, Why? It, it was really tricky. Why? Why? It was a few reasons. Like it, it was really tricky because I didn't move right away. Basically, I start coming to California. I came here first. We obviously the Nice days, Nice finals in the nineties or whatever. But like it was like two thousand. 2005 something like that i just the sport was kind of like kind of like going down so i was like like in the park was like and i didn't want to leave the island because like we want to get this park built you know so i was going to woodward and then like getting involved with ail and all that stuff and then working helping richie at woodward and then for a couple months and going back and back and forth back and forth and then then I don't know. I moved here one time after the summer with like thirty dollars in my pocket. Like, all right, I gotta move to California because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get involved. I gotta, I, I wanna give my heart and soul for 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 the blading culture. You know, like things are going down. I don't know. It feels weird. So I moved over here with thirty dollars in my pocket, and uh, I was staying like L.A. and I don't know, like with Fabiola. And the Richie and Pam find out that I'll just move over there. We're like, dude, come over, man. Like, like they, they know how I work. So they got me back here to Woodward and they saved my life. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, yeah, perfect. Because like, you always help me with AILs and help me with like maintaining Woodward. Because like, I know how to build stuff from, from all these eras of 
back home, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, like Pam and Richie, dude, like Pam and Richie were the first people that opened their arms to me. Like they, they, they saved my life because I didn't have nothing. I it's not like I came to California with sponsors or like uh, some talented skaters, skater or something like that. Hell, but no, you were really, you were really, really <laughs> talented, and like for. For someone who used to live... There's in, so many talented ones. <laughs> nah, but wait, let me tell you this. For someone who used to live in Portugal, this is the idea that I had. I always thought... At first, I didn't even thought that... I didn't even knew that you were Puerto Rican. Because, again, I'm talking from a, poor, a guy that used to live in Portugal. And back... And I'm telling you this, after already skating for a few brands, and I used to th- still think that you were like a rollerblade pro skater from America. No, I always thought that... Uh, <laughs> I wish. I thought that. that I that's that's the idea that I had yeah. from someone Rich, living in Europe. So, Rich, yeah, Richie. Richie actually, like Richie, like, I, you know, when I moved over here, Richie was like still like a little bit of the team manager of of, of probably, and uh, he hooked me up. Like he was my first kind of like like uh, actual sponsor, mm-hmm. and he started gave me he gave me skates, and they they put me kind of like floating, and and then. He stopped working for Rollblade, so everything changed. So I, you know, I, I stopped that. Well, well, actually, no. My first ever sponsor was a Sequel Anderson. He gave me his Valo skates when Valo came out. I remember that. Yeah, Sequel hooked me up with a, my first experience of having a free skate was with a Sequel. Then Richie put me, Richie put me in the actual kind of like the the the, the, the inline program inline program from Rollblade. So they gave me skate every time I need. No, Wait, I thought that was pretty so cheap because I, I'm learning yeah. something new here that I didn't knew. What was the relation from a Zik- I I've seen a Zikwe a few times, including at the Winter yeah. Clash uh, with yeah. John. Oh, Zikwe, yeah. But and I knew uh-huh. that he, he used to own Able Frames, and yeah. I know that he was somehow related with Exoteric, I think, which was Matt yeah, Hamish way brand. more things. Too. Yeah, but what yeah, yeah, was no, his relationship no, I, with Valo? With Valo, but way way before Valo, he was like part of like essays and judging. I know, and I know he was. A, I was. I he was. I am YTA too. I know that. I know Azikwe for a while. No, before before that, this is even before that. Like he was in Rollerblade. Mm-hmm. I knew that he was, he was a pro skater. I know that he was a pro skater for Rollerblade. Yeah, yeah. and then then everything evolves. Then oh, for Valo, for the Empire distribution. Oh, okay. I was like, able and Valo. I didn't knew that. I didn't knew that Valo was coming to USA through Empire. That was the thing. I didn't knew that. No, no, they 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 created this whole project. They worked all together in SF, and Asiko was one of the main guys there too. And okay. he like he was like helping John, and helping, like, they were all helping each other in SF. Okay. And uh, that's why I got like I, I went to England for my first ever SA Pro contest, and uh, I I end up like fifth or something like that, fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the contest, Asiko was like, you know, you want to try some Valos? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> so he gave me his, What skate were you skating? What skate were you skating? Uh, the first, the first, the, 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 he gave me the first uh, JJs. No, and the ones that you had on the competition. Oh, for the contest, I actually have the, I, I bought myself a pair of roses for my entire life. The Majestics? And, uh, and I was sending my all, I have every single rose to skate because I was a very diehard fan. I was dreaming to be 
like sponsored by Roses. I was sending sponsor me page, but they never answered anything. So I, I was like, dude, it was, I was obsessed. I was obsessed to get a sponsored kind of thing. And I give, I quit long. I was like, fuck this. It's not going to happen. So I, I, it I can happen now. Life. It can happen now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I got those uh, shadow skates brand new. And, you know, like I got skates and I went to England for my first ever SA. So I got those skates and. I was riding those shadows, you know. I cannot imagine you skating shadow. I just can't. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty stoked, you know, because I like um, <laughs> big I souls. <laughs> Shane, Shane, Shane Corbin created his that brand. I was like the first ever shadow skate. So I was like, whoa, dude, this is sick. You know, like, I've always been a fan of that kind of projects. You know, like blader on things. So I was like, I saw that, and then I got over there, and and I. I met a sequel and JJ was there and they were like, yeah, dude, I was like, dude, this is, hell yeah. So I got a pair of follows, you know, I was like. Yeah, it, it was roaches somehow. It was roses. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but we, all learned, <laughs> we all learned that along, in the long way. But, you, but things, things changed. Now, you know, now it's better. Damn, dude, 100%. <laughs> no, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second. Okay. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. Along the way, so, yeah, like, Azikwe, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Azikwe was the first one, and then you met Richie, and you started skating rollerblade. But there was two things there that I didn't understand. One of them is, uh-huh. and we stopped speaking about Christian Rodriguez and... and um, Oh, yeah, and Vito and... Uh, yeah, Justin all the guys from Puerto Alejandro. Rico. Yeah, we stopped speaking about... Yeah, the about whole crew, the family. Abdul. Yeah, dude. So where are those guys right now? Yeah. Because you left... Quebradillas and Quebradillas and you never went you never moved to San Juan you went straight to California yeah right yeah well my first ever trip to America was to New York New York is still uh, is it, that's my first place I ever traveled yeah, like you said you, and that's when that's when you met Christian for yeah exactly yeah and, Christian then? And every, yeah exactly and but yeah then skating skating and I, I and I used to go to California just for be able to go to Nice and stuff like that and come back but the 2000 was the finally when I was like, okay, like I really want to give my heart and soul for the for the industry, you know. So I just moved here and started helping Richie. You know, I stopped in those times. They were still, they were still there. I mean, I used to come here to visit actually a bill once in a while when he used to live in Escondido. Mm-hmm. And but but when I moved here, when I moved here, he he was moving back. Okay, okay, he that's that's what, to, that's what to, I was to going go to, to ask to go to college. Yeah, to college and all that stuff and everybody. Yeah, that was about two thousand and three, if I'm not mistaken. Then, yeah, something like that. That's when I kind of made my move okay. over here because I see like things are going kind of. I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to. You know, I gotta give it all <laughs> to skating. You know, yeah. and get involved and help AILs and all that stuff. So that's how I remember. I was like, yeah. And how did you? And how did you? still going back. Back to Puerto Rico. And how did you become an ASA pro? Because you said you went to the um, ASA pro event in the UK. Yeah, but I, I qualify. I'll do it. Well, <laughs> this is funny. I've been trying to turn pro ASA for since ASA amateur days forever. I tried and, once. I, did, I got last. <laughs> yeah, well, my I did it for so many years, dude. And always land, like, it was always last or whatever. And then... <laughs> I start, I start, I start. It was like four years in a row. I started always getting 11th place, and I was always top 10. 
So it was Bailey. Eric Bailey was always had this, the same thing before me. It was Eric always eleven place, eleven place. We were like, what the fuck? Then Eric <laughs> finally qualified, and they they went. Then it was my turn for five for four or five years. Eleven, eleven, eleven. <laughs> so, 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 so for so someone for someone listening to this that they don't know, so this is how the ASA used to work. ASA, Aggressive Skaters Association, and they used to have like a worldwide circuit with the pro skaters. I, I don't really yeah. know how they were getting paid or how they were making the whole tour, but we will get there later in this conversation. The thing is, yeah, yeah. it was like every skater's dream back then. Everyone wanted to turn pro for the ASA. Yeah, 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 because then brands yeah. would support what you were doing and there were only two guys yeah. that were pros without being ASA pros. One of them was Jeff Redricks. The other one, if I'm not wrong, was Shane Scowers. Or, no, it was Billy Prislin. Uh, it was Billy Prislin. Yeah, and that Jeff was, but that was more ahead. That, that was more ahead. Before that was like the early 90s. Yeah, well, every, the only way to yeah. become pro was oh, like, of yeah. Just like nowadays, for you to become yeah. a pro skateboarder, you need to have a pro board. Anyway, it's like things that change with time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. But I tried. Yeah. And like the thing is, you would need to go to an ASA final. Yeah, and yeah. you would need to turn top 10. So as an European, for me, yeah. for me to be even be able to go to an ASA final, I would need to go to... Um, to ASA event. I went to one in Paris once and then the top 10 on that mm -hmm. ASA amateur would would be able to go to the ASA finals and then the, in the uh, ASA finals you would be able to get in the, the first amateur become, finals. Yes, and you'd become pro. What you should know also is that there was a lot of skaters every single event. So like the one that I went in pa in Paris sure. I had like there were like 200 guys, maybe only 10 would advance. To the, yeah, to the yeah. finals. So just for someone listening to this that started skating after that to, to kind of know what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah. then you qualified. Yeah, and then after five yeah. years, how yeah, did the whole, why did you qualify? I qualified fourth place in Sacramento the same year that, that David Sizemore okay. turned pro. <laughs> yeah, it took me forever because for me it was really hard. I had to save money. And come to regionals, then going back, and then going to the other one, and then trying to make it to final. It was insane, dude. It was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still selling chocolates those days, you know, to build ramps. <laughs> you know? and, 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 and I'm trying to do this too, you know. <laughs> and once you get pro, who pays for your trips? Is it still you paying for your trips? Yeah, still me to this day, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just curiosity because. Probably you got into into the game a little bit too late because the guys that first became pro for ASA, they would all be pros for a company or they would all have help from someone to go yeah, to the events. Uh, yeah. So for yeah, it maybe was really, when... It was, it was really hard. Yeah, when you got in the game, there was already too many and skate skating was already going down a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I, It took me forever. It was like, in those days, it was even harder, you know? more it was I was way younger and all that stuff and, and you know I, my always my focus was like I was not dreaming I was yeah I was aiming to become good skater pro whatever but they always I always have a responsibility with the skating scene in my country so it was not my priority to travel blah blah and do the the American California dream or whatever my priority was more like you know I want to make sure my 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 Puerto Rico have something so they don't have to go through what I'm going through. Yeah. Like selling chocolates and learn how to skate a ramp and go to America or whatever. I want them to grow up having something to skate 
And then when I started seeing that, that's when I was like, okay, now my next step is to to America to get involved with the industry and like yeah. do the same thing I did in Puerto Rico with, with the sport. You know, I love it too much. So yeah. it was kind of like that. So I took it. Re- it was really slow for me. You know, it was my priority, but not really. My priority was to be able to rip good and Puerto Rico be good, and then making sure I don't know. It's just different. I don't know because that was the only way back then. You actually become something. I don't know. It was like. We coming from a little town it was impossible. Then back then we we're like, there were so many talented players all over the world. Dude. Like <laughs> this new generation, this new generation got no clue, man. 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000. Dude. Anywhere you go in the, in the world, there was a fucking ripper somewhere, dude. Let, like so many. I, I have a way to explain that <laughs> for someone listening to this. Imagine <laughs> if you think of twenty skaters, if you think of twenty skaters. There would be at least one or two which are really sick nowadays. Oh, hello. N- yes, can you hear me, Miguel? Now, now I hear you. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Yes, I, I was. You. I was just saying that th- I have an explanation for that. So imagine if you think of twenty skaters nowadays, there will always be one or two which are really, really sick. Now, if you have one million skaters, <laughs> we yeah. would have like, dude, we would have like five hundred thousand which are really, really good. So that was Ooh, that's what so that's many. what we were talking with. That's what we are talking about right now. So, of course, maybe it's not five hundred thousand, but even if it's just five thousand, we're talking about five thousand trying to become pro, and and yeah, this- <laughs> it, it was a different it was different times. But something that we sp- something that we spoke on the first skate talk that we tried to do, the one that didn't really work, and. We're trying to avoid talking about it, but something that I spoke the last time I had this conversation with you was I had a skate talk with Josh Glowicki, and you told me that you met him because was, that was one of the questions that I made. Did you ever met Josh? Josh told me something which really touched me somehow, and I, I believe it's really important, which is, and we said it a few times in this conversation, we spoke about numbers going down and all that. But we tried to not touch a word, and we didn't, which is skating is dead. A lot of people keep saying, skating is dead, skating is dead, <laughs> skating is dead, skating. Skating is not dead. If skating would be dead, we wouldn't be it's doing good, this. Yeah. The amount of passion yeah, that... Life is stronger than ever. The amount of passion that we have. Man, I'm not getting paid to do this. You're not getting paid to be on the other side. We're spending precious time of our days. We do this because we love it. And more than ever, we have... Like like we said, we have this passion that can make things when we can move the world. Basically, that's it. And yeah, people keep saying that. So, what's your opinion about the state of skating nowadays? Hello. Yes, Miguel. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I, I only heard when you said that. People, people keep saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the question yeah, is, yeah. what's your opinion about the state of skating nowadays? Oh my God! Is for me right now. It is the best time of skating. It's the mo the, the 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 proudness and like the like obviously some people out there like talking negative because they were they were they were they're still thinking of skating back in the early the early days when like all these corporate were throwing money at skating. But now we have what we never had before is that foundation and all these people they've been doing it for so long and all this the people is actually loving it. Now, like you said before, like now people is not. Now, now everybody is not skating just because they want to turn pro. Now people skating because they love it. People are willing it's, to sell chocolates man. nowadays. Everyone is willing yeah. to sell chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is willing to sell chocolates. <laughs> no, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. We have a culture now that we like. 
it's crazy. Like we have a really solid culture and it's beautiful than ever. Cause like you said before, like people is doing it because they love it, you know? And that is the most important thing. Having that, that pure raw love for basically skating, not expecting nothing back. And that's what it makes. That's, that's the strongest, the strongest, the strongest part of skating is that like for anything, if there's passion and there's dedication and everything, the sky is the limit. But if you're here to make money or whatever, like, yeah, and like, we're making it happen. But you know what? This is my opinion. So like, it's really important yeah. to set goals. Either no matter what yeah, they are. No matter what they are. And for some people, you know what? For some people, money is the, the fuel. You know, like it's the way to make them move. And yeah. I do understand that. And it's for a lot of a lot of people that have a lot of passion for it. As an example, like damn skates, if, if there would be no money at the moment, they wouldn't be able to make it happen, you know? So I'm not saying it's it's been done for that reason and passion needs to be the number one reason. But sometimes for you to... It's not sometimes for a lot of people, especially for adults, and we're becoming older than we used to be back in the day. Money is a really important thing. The thing is, there is money out there. There is ways to make money out of this. And a lot of times we become negative and we say there isn't. Yeah. There is no money for lazy people. It's just just like everything. Yeah, we, yeah. You, there's ways to work your ass off. So back in the day, yeah, back in the day, you would get stuck because of, like you said, corporate. Corporate goes through a lot of rules, a lot of things. Like you would never be able to speak with, with a Solomon big boss. <laughs> can you imagine like <laughs> no one even knows no one even knows yeah, but probably knows, if you're sending if you're sending an email to to them you're gonna have like an answer from from john if you're sending a message to power slide probably you're gonna get an answer from matthias like what i'm trying to or from seba from sebastian nowadays it's just it's good and bad obviously that's one of the things that we also spoke again the last time it's like Corporate is also somehow, I don't know, it might be needed because it's some, yeah, the injection, yeah, the yeah, injection yeah, of money that not, they can do and the awareness that they can create is most of the times different and needed. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I believe in that, yeah, of course. But one of the things that we, we, we really missing is like, is having bladers running things and making things happen because like before, that's why a lot of, a lot of, all people, bladers out there, they're always very negative, say, oh, blading is dead, blading is dead or whatever, because they're, they're trapped in that reality of the, those days when, like, there was so much money or whatever, because they were corporate getting, it was numbers, and they get involved, and there was always things going on, you know, Let's and it's good, but we didn't have a soul like we have now. Now we actually have, now it's alive. Dude, because I it's like it's happening, like you know, what I mean? like it, it, it's, it's happening and people is doing it, and yeah, like I believe there's I more, know, there's way life. more money now. You, you, we're talking about like there's no money. I believe there's way more ways to make money oh, definitely, now than used to be back yeah. in the day. It's just as simple as that. Like there's mm. a lot of ways. Well, it is, man. It's well, not the same yeah, way. There's more, more, more opportunities. Let me tell you something. Like... <laughs> as an example, I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you more than one example. But yeah. Jojo, Jojo Jacoby had like a problem with Winter Clash. 
how did he f- how did like you said our community all got together to got him the money that he needed to pay he he, he had yeah, like a yeah. big debt because of the winter clash in 2010 and he was struggling to make the event happen man the whole community mm-hmm. got together you you had this yeah, yeah. thing that we're going to talk soon like in this conversation still in a few minutes you had to make a surgery the 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 industry yeah. got together to support your project now we're talking this people are using this a lot of times for for specific events that they need in their life well, yeah. but but this can be yeah. used in so many other things man yeah yeah what well, that's the thing that's the, the thing and it's true because like uh I, the, now we have that because there's a culture and these people feel identified with skating because they grew up in it and they feel part of it back then yeah there was just pure money coming out of somewhere but there was no culture like now like mm-hmm. i said like yeah exactly. now now is the time Now that Robin is something, skating is that right there. It's like a full community with the history, with the culture yeah, man, for over 20 have, years. Back then was the new toy that dude, everybody put money on it to cash in. We and had, when the toys started selling a little, little less, they took the money out and we collapsed. Now it's different. Now things go down and, and, and the, the bladers feel responsible. Boom, they go right there and, and help for it. You know what I mean? Like now, because we have a culture now, that, that's the this fucking sick dude it's it's completely different now it's Beautiful. it's on our side i'm going to give you another example yeah ride like aaron remember ride like aaron yeah yeah the video. <laughs> yeah how much money is aaron still making from that none why because none. there was someone who made money out of it they pay him whatever they did yeah, with him yeah. the that was yeah. sold that back then and that's it Like, I bet, like, the guys that really made it made a lot of money. Him, yeah, he made a, some realities out of it, and that was it. But that, nowadays, that's done by us. You do it yourself. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's why I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. I keep saying the same, and if you work your ass off, it happens. And it's sometimes, frust- sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. frustrating, because if you're a skater, just like, I, I'm going to give you one example that, It's for sure one of the best skaters ever, Alex Brosco. But he doesn't put oh, himself yeah. that much out there. Do you know what I'm saying? He, what he's, like, he's not the guy to produce his own things and all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. Sometime, yeah, somehow, for skaters like him, it feels like it's even unfair to live in, in, uh, in these days nowadays. You know, if, because what I'm trying to say yeah, at the yeah. same time is like, The guys that can actually, the guys that actually make their own videos and make their own stuff, it's a lot easier for all of them. But for someone for like Alex, it's harder. But that's why it's so important to have yeah, companies like that's, like them that can actually work his image. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always believe in this. I always believe in this. The most talented people, you cannot stress them. You have to help them. Don't stress the talent. You know, like. They're giving everything to the sport. That's why they're so beyond amazing. So it's in company's responsibility to make sure that amazing, talented people can become somebody. Because they're so talented that their talent is so focused on be- in, in their skating, in their self of becoming great, that if a company tell them, oh, you need to post video, you need to post that, I think that's very, very, very bad. That is horrible. I understand that, Miguel. But imagine talent. that. Imagine this. This is like yeah. <laughs> this is us. Just it's not uh, fighting or anything like. That, but imagine this. If a company, yeah, yeah. 
is trying to find ways to make money. It's obviously what you said. It I, I totally agree with that, which is in the in the ways for the company to make money, they need to integrate that because if he's such a good skater, yeah, they can use mm -hmm. their image, these really good skaters' images, yeah. as marketing. But a lot of times, companies forget about it. In general, they're too busy no, trying. That. They're too busy trying to make the end of the month, you know, or trying to make the end of the year, yeah, no, that, and they and they forget definitely. the main goal, which is, which is actually selling skates and using their names. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's. I'm not saying it's hard. It's a lot easier, of course, when you have skaters that actually do their own stuff. But at the same time, I totally agree oh, with you. At the same time, I totally agree with you. Skaters mm -hmm. like. When skaters focus on one thing only, it's a lot easier. The problem is that there was a lot of skaters, and I guess we all know, that took it for granted. And I'm not saying oh. he, he, when the we talk age, Alex age. Brosco, it's for sure not one of them. But a lot of people actually took it for granted. They got paid. Oh, and yeah. They, they, they slowly the got lazed, lazy and lazy and lazy. And they ended up taking the money from the companies that wasn't being invested. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't being invested <laughs> in anything else. And they were getting paid yeah. to drink, smoke and do nothing. And we paid yeah, for that. We all, we all yeah, paid but, for it. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm glad we're paying for it. We there, we need it. I think it's part of growing up. That's the sport. Yeah, it's... I see. I, I see the story of skating. It's like a kid growing up, you know, becoming an adult, and and that's what happens when you have like corporates just throwing money at at kids because they were kids. You know what I mean? Like, of course it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? And 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 thanks to that, now we know that that shouldn't be done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and now we understand the culture and how it's gonna be. Like now we know that we gotta put some different work. You gotta put time on this. You gotta be responsible. Back then was like companies like Salomon and Kate and all that stuff. We like oh we're selling billion skates. Let's keep let's throw this bunch of money to the skate to keep having in our company. But you know whatever. And then one day the the, the sales drop. And now they were, oh, let me cut this check and leave this kid in the fucking madness and just go away and invest somewhere else with Circa or whatever. Dude, but now I got a question. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you raised me a question, which is, I know that you're really good friends with Dave Lang. And yeah, that's, my, that's, my, that's my brother. I know. I know that he's a really good friend of yours, but you just touched yeah. something there. You, you're speaking about brands and you're speaking about Salomon and K2 and K2 is somehow trying to make, um, not now. Yeah, they're making a comeback, but it's been like two. <laughs> it's been like two years, whatever. One of the first skaters that Maybe they way more, more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like one of the first skaters yeah. that they announced was was Dave Lang, and they even got sent you some stuff. I know that they sent you some stuff. You were using the frames for testing, whatever. Yeah, it, was, it was me. It was, it was me that, that put his name there. Okay, so I was testing and helping them develop product. Okay, so the question here is like, how do you go from like K2, like not even from K2, from SSM to helping K2, like you told me, to back to, I'm, I'm sure that you know a lot about corporate. What's your opinion about like a brand like K2? Because we're not talking about a, a lot of times people, and I'm not defending a brand, because when I say mm -hmm. power slide, I can also say Seba or like a lot of times people look at power slide and think of a corporate thing. Mm -hmm. But when you when you think of corporate, yeah. you actually think of brands like Salomon, K2. How do you see the whole thing of a brand like K2 trying to make a team right mm -hmm. now without paying them one single cent? It's kind of like. Oh my God, I want to get deep on this because this goes really deep on my soul. No, come um, on. That's why we're here. 
Well, Dude, it, it, like, I can imagine it, it, how frustrating it, really, it is. It, 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 it's really rough. It's really rough to me seeing that. That's why I, I, I kind of step back of everything because I have faith in them for a minute. But then I still see them doing that full like uh, ambassador team or whatever. Dude, someone is making money out of it. They're paying. They're paying money. Dude, they're, they're dude pay- no, no, this. Dude, okay. Do you want me to talk shit? Yeah, I, I don't want to talk <laughs> shit. Don't don't light me up on fire. Anyway, they even you know the owners of Rubbermaid, right? The Sorry? company Rubbermaid, where you say where you, where you put you know Rubbermaid, you guys have that where you put the uh, plastic plate things that you put you say food and you close and seal it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Rubbermaid, they they K two on that K two is a multi million dollar. They're really wealthy company. They even helped Jamie Thomas to start a shoe company. And everything. When Blading died, they went somewhere else. You know, they, this is a if business. I don't hate them. They're business people. They're great. You know what I mean? But then I see them, like, you remember back in the 90s when they came out with the aluminum frame skate, first yes. aggressive K2 skate or whatever, and then they came with a fatty or whatever, and, 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 and K2 become what K2 is today thanks to that movement, you know, and then things went down and run away and went somewhere else, you know? And I see them coming back because they know now, like, I'm not saying that. Oh my God, I hate talking shit. But anyway, they see the potential of skating. That's what they haven't gone. That's what that corporation haven't gone because they see they're still alive, you know. And, and they and, and companies like that, it's kind of offensive when they come with things like this. Like, oh, I'm gonna give you a couple, couple, couple skates, and I said you're ambassador or whatever. And it's like, dude, like you just help a bunch of other people to start different companies out of skating, and like you're just here waiting to us to grow to then jump on it and be like, oh, here I am, you know. All the cells come to me, like, you know, like, fuck that, man. Like, stick it with us with the hard times and help us to keep this alive. Because when things went bad and corporations run away to invest somewhere else and they let us by ourselves to keep it alive and then coming slowly to the side to waiting to get things better to invest on it, it's kind of offensive, dude. Like, Yeah, I see, I see the bad side and I also see a good side on it. Let me tell you where I see the good part on it. It's good because they believe. It's good. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's two things. And that's great. And that's great. Check this. And that's great. But One thing is that they balance, never really you know left, I mean? uh, and I'm not defending anyone. They always kept producing a skate. I, did, I didn't like it. Yeah, But they might that, have yeah. seen the numbers going up for them to come back, no? Yeah, of course. I don't know, man. They, 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 they said. Yeah, they they know they know and and they they they, they, they I'm not talking shit about them. It's just like I, I want to let people know companies out there like you know what I mean like if you work if you disappear one day and now you're coming back like show some respect and like the same way you throw some money on some skateboard brand or Rubbermaid or God knows what you invest in some building toys or whatever the same passion that you put money there. You better put it back if you're trying to come back. Don't put me in a team, ambassador team, give me a couple, whatever, and then they like, use my name and then cash out when things go bad. Because, you know what I mean? Like this, now, now we are a culture. And I hope bladers get it in their minds. Like when things get good, everybody come to you. And when things get bad, you know how it goes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so if you're coming back, you know, like, let's keep it true. That's all I want. Hey, hey me, you want to hate me, but like, you know what I mean? Like, let's keep it true, man. We went through some fucked up shit already, man. Like, seeing things disappear and, like, seeing pros out of nowhere just not having money and and see other industries going up with money from that born kind of around here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's ethics. And, and I know it's business and business is business, but 
Let's bring balance, man. I respect everybody and I respect everybody's doing business. That's cool. But if you're coming back, man, I'm talking about this has been almost 20 years of this struggle of skating. And the money's there, you know what I mean? Like, show me some respect. That's all I want for blading. Some respect, you know what I mean? And I don't want to talk shit, dude. I'm sorry. I don't want to go deep on this. <laughs> no, 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 hey. Like, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why I, oh, since I'm a kid, since I'm a kid, like we talked before about shadow, I mean, buying a pair of shadows and that stuff and, and valos and whatever. Because, you know, when I see faces of bladers running things, doesn't matter who's behind or as a corporate behind. All right, cool, whatever. But I see a blade in front of it, I know that person's going to give it all. You know, and to make it keep it alive. And when I see right now, like them and Shima, like they fucking went full directly straight to create it, that makes me made me more passionate about it. You know why? Because if they, they if they go up and things get good for them, you know, like I know if one day skating go down again, they're not gonna cash out. They're gonna figure their way out. But if they're just a corporate with just making bunch of stuff and things go down. They'll be like, wait a minute, let me get some money out and invest somewhere else. And that's cool. I understand it's business, but like, I want to see some people leaving, leading by example and be like, I'm a fucking diehard blader and I don't want to get this shit die, let this shit die. You know what I mean? I, that's why I'm so happy when I see bladers start to shit, starting business, you know, and be, and also seeing co big companies like USD, for example, and racers that are leasing other skaters and be like, you know, all right, here you go, dude. I started that. That's what I want to see. I want to see like that respect to the actual bladers and, and, and whatever. I don't make any sense anymore. I hate talking shit, you know. Sorry. No, man, it's not. This is not talking <laughs> shit, man. This is, this, you know what? This is a touchy thing. It's just like one respect. No, man, it's this is this is the thing. Let me, let me try something. Yeah. Um, this is something really important for me. Like, there's the, the, these things that I'm, like, I'm talking about right now, these are the things that the listeners and the people that are having fun skating don't even need to know why because that's extra information they're getting and they're getting stressed out and uh, in skating we have to always remember this to have fun and we when we give too many information to people that is not being at this side they get stressed and they, that that's make the sport look shitty and like uncomfortable or whatever you know so what? things that we shouldn't know we always have to remember that skating is for fun and and we should be smart enough to understand that we should be smart on who we who are supporting who, you know, like, and be proud and, you know, all that stuff. So, ah, that's why I hate talking about this stuff because I get too emotional. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is a, it's a, it's a touchy subject and I understand what you're saying. It's, it's good that we don't speak about it the whole time. But at the same time, I disagree with yeah. you on something. It's important that people actually know about these type of things because sometimes they're supporting, yeah, they, they don't know, it. they don't know what they're supporting. And that's why I'm saying that. Yes, I'm the that's first one. True. I'm the first one to say, that I'm really happy with what's happening right now with them skates. I'm happy. I'm happy to see people like really proud sharing their skates online and all that stuff. But you know what? I have to admit, since our last talk, which was four days ago, three days ago, I am really <laughs> not happy with some things also happening after that, which is... And I'm going to be like, whoever wants to get mad at me, they can get mad at me. And it's not me talking <laughs> shit, but I am not happy. I am not happy at all with one skate magazine, one blade magazine, not one skate, sorry, one blade mag talking shit about one a, magazine. Yeah. One blade mag talking shit oh, about yeah. a product yeah. like the, the USD legacy. We all know it wasn't the best project. 
but uh, saying that there were millions or there was like a lot of not millions but there was a lot of money spent in a project when they could have just go basic i understand but at, mm-hmm. dude it's not right from a skate magazine that it's supposed to bring of course it's no. it's supposed to bring information not supposed to choose one mm-hmm. side does that make sense to you no. Yeah, it's of just course. like I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen what you talk about. But it's just yeah, for I, me. I, I'm, I'm understanding. If and I respect, yeah. I respect Justin, but I, I don't respect these type of things. I don't think it's man. The reason why oh, a skate, wow. a skate like the Legacy skate ever came out, that was feedback of skaters. So when we are saying that yeah. the skate was shit, we're shitting on all the skaters that actually gave feedback to that skate. And yes, amazing. I love what John is doing and he went on a really simple skate. But evolution, it's that. Evolution, it's sometimes going the right way, sometimes going the wrong way. Like we said here in this conversation, some mm-hmm. things we did wrong. The skating industry did some things wrong, but we learned something from that, right? It's You don't go yeah. right all the time, but it's not right from someone, from not someone, from... From a magazine or from man, it's, yeah, it's hard, like me. Hard, I'm, I'm gonna give I you. Seen, I haven't seen it. I'm gonna give you an example. I've been trying, and it's me being as honest as I can. I've been trying to grow, and you know it. Like the amount of time that I spend on these thing, this YouTube thing, it's it's way too much. Like I do get some money, and I don't, I'm not scared about telling how much money I do with it, but. It's a little bit. It, it would never pay for the amount of time that I put into this. And it's growing a little. It's growing an image. Like I'm growing like a little. Yeah, a little you're bit. working. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah. I call it like it's my work, man. I woke up today at six to be able to be here and do this thing with you because we're yeah. completely. It's, it's the second day that I do it. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say here is like I try to watch out to what I say. And even when I made the, the video mm-hmm. about Solomon, I got. So many people mad at me. I somehow understand it was me stating like mm-hmm. an opinion. And what I'm trying to say here is I'm not a magazine. And even for me, without being a magazine, to do that and to talk about these things, sometimes, not sometimes, yeah. I need to think about what I'm going to say. And I'm not important. I'm not, trying oh, to put, I'm not trying to put myself in that thing. But, dude, we cannot shit on the brands that are putting everything that they can Hell right no. now. The brands that never abandoned us. And this is not me defending. Yes, definitely, it's not me defending USD. I'll do the same for razors. When people come and say shit about they're making scooters, they make scooters to make money to invest in blading. To man, it's it, it's really touchy for some people, but it's the true. So it's mm, yeah. it's Indeed. man. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. I, I let's go away from this. Let, let's go away from this. Let's let's go away from this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I'm gonna try to close something. What you just said, because okay. I, I feel that I was already talking shit, and I don't like. I hate talking shit. I just, you know, whatever. Um, definitely, we need. It's great to be able to have corporate companies doing like being like doing things and whatever. But I want to see those companies if they come back. You know, they try and invest to be respectful and believe on the skaters that we've been here all this time. Just with passion keeping it going you know what i mean like this ethics you know what i mean like and yeah like i things happen whatever this is just an evolution you know like this like i say skating is like a kid growing up and becoming an adult you know whatever and it becomes what it becomes so all these things i'm not talking shit it's just part of the history 
that just happened through the years facts, and, and, and hit. yeah <laughs> so, so, yeah it's like it's not shooting know? bullets it's stating facts and the, the thing is i knew yeah. that that so for someone who's listening to this now our last conversation was all hearts this one is going a little bit more like Harder, but the reason why this happens yeah, is like we. <laughs> sorry, dude. no, 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 man. It's not sorry. We're talking with our hearts, man. We put, man. We're talking about two different people here. You moved from Puerto Rico to to America with thirty dollars on your pocket to live your dream, which was be related with skating, be in the industry, try to 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 get a voice in the industry, man. I moved from Portugal to South Africa. I didn't move here to skate. I moved here because I came here on a skate event. I met my now wife. I moved here. I had no work. I found my way around it to live from skating yeah. over the last three years. I fully live from skating just like you do. We might not be pro skaters, but we do live from what we yeah. love. So, man, we're talking with all our passion and that's what makes us do what we do nowadays. And again, yeah. being negative or positive the same it's possible it's possible to live from your passion when you put everything in it and that's why we sometimes get really picky yeah. and like really <laughs> serious about what we're saying so that's why i say let's go on positive things let's talk about them skates for how yeah, long for how long do you know about them how long uh, before the well. come out <laughs> um, i really like to talk about it because we keep this in a very serious Uh, 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 secret, you know, what I mean? this is where it's like, yeah. okay, I, mean, I don't know, like two years, two or three years, I don't know, like, yeah, long years, man. Like, it's been a crazy process. And I seen John, like, John wakes up in the I, I wake up early, dude, but John wakes up ultra early, and he's <laughs> always there, like, 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 checking on emails, like, making sure Valo, like, you know, goes strong, and, and, and you know, like, like, dude, like. John create like we never had a company like Valo in skating. Mm -hmm. How people identify with skating, it gives a soul, you know what I mean, to something so crazy. You know what I mean? Like wow, dude! Like fucking job of John, dude! Like hell yeah! Like that was beautiful, you know. And 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 I see the whole situation where like you know, I don't know somehow money and and things and started getting worse and worse and and i see the whole process man like that shit was crazy man like anyway like and then you don't have to do what we have to do man like and and i'm proud of him dude like fucking balls of steel dude like he went for it and it's pretty crazy man i yeah i've seen john since yeah like <laughs> this whole time like i'm dude i'm so thankful to have people like john in skating these days dude like holy shit like Yeah, it makes me feel so proud of skating. Like, it's crazy, man. Thank you, John. I, I hope you listen to this. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you a question that is is running a little bit away from that, but it's also related yeah. to the same. Which is, you also skated for a brand that was fully skater owned, and that was SSM. Yeah. And before yeah. SSM, it was also fully skater owned. I think by being Nim. I don't know. Nim. If, Yeah, so any, they changed. They any went any from NIM to SSM. It doesn't really matter. I'm not. I, it's man. I love those two guys. I don't want to know what happened shit, in between shit, those shit those yeah. three guys. It doesn't matter. I don't want to know what happened. But what I'm trying to say is, what do you see as someone which knows about both companies? What do you see different from them to SSM to to make you believe that 
them is going to to succeed and SSM not happy to say it but somehow went down um it's just times man like i i think SSM will be still alive if, if, if you know certain situations with money and all this stuff you know like SSM is fucking rad dude like that was like dude all i love rock and roll and fucking skating in one place you know it's just times like you know like age too like you know situations happen people love ssm and stuff like that but like it's a situation you know like it's rough it's a lot of money and there was a lot of debt of money in the transfer from the name days to the ssm days it was, it, she might went through a crazy battle you know what i mean it's rough dude keep us alive a lot of stress i don't know dude it's too much she might went through a lot for, for ssm dude like dude i love that guy bills, like... It's crazy, dude. He, like he tried, and 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 he's like me. He's a very, well, he's different, but he's a, he's like very dysfunctional kid, just like me, man. Like we fucking hate stress and all crazy shit, and like, and I can't imagine the amount of shit he went through. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, and actually, mine, I was just watching. You know, like, like that's crazy. And he was, so, all... yeah, it's, it's age, dude. it's age and time and situations. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. Shit happens, you know what you can do. Yeah, gotta keep on fucking rocking, you know. <laughs> I hope two things. I hope two things. I hope one. I know that John and and Brian are good friends, or they were skating for the same teams for a while. They used to travel a oh, lot together yeah. and all that. They got stories. Those I, yeah, two, I know. Those two got stories. Dude. I hope one one of the things that I hope is that I hope that those two. I don't know if they're in contact or not, but I really hope that. They speak about what happened and they somehow find ways for something to succeed. And at the same time, it's not I hope, it's that I wish that back then when when Brian went through all that, if like we said, like man, the whole community is so strong. And it was already maybe like three, four years ago, if the whole thing would have come like maybe not public though in a way that make him look like bad but we can see like when john came out public like with the with the mushroom blading podcast speaking about the whole idea of the brand mm -hmm. that was like a boom for mm -hmm. them and that would probably have helped ssm a lot i would have i'm not saying like it's not up to me it's like a business yeah. decision some people don't like to put their like businesses out there and sometimes like after being so long in the yeah. same industry you just want like you just want out and i don't blame anyone on that yeah, I, yeah. i just wish we could still have shima in 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 this thing like you said like yeah. more than yeah more yeah, than yeah. probably more than anyone else some if someone really yeah always dreamed of having well, such a well, strong thing like you said that was one of them yeah well we have to also understand man like what shima went through man he destroyed his feet i know Both his feet. like like Like, I went through back surgery, and I'm going through, like, depressions and shit. Like, serious shit. You know what I mean? I can't imagine having both of your feet destroyed. And then, even though he got, he came back for skating for his birthday, he spent the night with me, and we went skating. It was fucking amazing. You know, it was great. But, you know, his, his legs are, like, not going to bend the same way to a Royale. Like, touching the boot in a Royale, yeah. like, that's not going to happen. That's not never gonna happen. Like maybe a miracle, and I hope it ever happened. But that shit is gnarly, dude. Like he's a tough motherfucker. Cause I'll be fucking losing my mind completely. I'll be fucking done. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he went through a lot of shit, dude. Like 
I can't imagine. Like, no of us can understand the amount of shit that Shima went through. And, and you know, it's rough, dude. So keeping a company going, I think, was going to be too much for him, dude. Like, yeah. we, have, we have to be... It was everything at the same time, right? Probably with yeah, everything yeah. at the and, same and, yeah. time, and the whole yeah, fit thing was just much. like, yeah. maybe the fit thing was just like, a, it's Insane. time. Yeah, too, okay. too much. And he's done, he's, he's, he's done a lot. We own him a lot, you know what I mean? Like, look where he put the sport, like, the gnarliest shit. And, and he's happy now, dude, man. He's like an apprentice from a very famous guitar uh, fixer or something like that, how you call that in English, but like, he's like an amazing, like, a play a guitar player he's an amazing musician he also fixed guitars and he's an apprentice from one of the greatest guys in california and he's doing that now man like and he's living his life he still loves skating like when he was here when he went here for his birthday we were talking and we went skating and we came back home and we spent all the way almost to five in the morning almost six in the morning talking about skating dude i can't imagine that. insane but four five hours me and she were talking about skating like you know what i mean like he decides to step back. He knows what he's doing. He deserves his time, dude. He deserves his time, dude. Like, insane. More than anybody, dude. So, you know, and like, you know, maybe one day, he said, maybe, maybe one day, whatever happens, we cannot see the future, man. But, you know, he loves skating. He's still Shima, dude. Like, <laughs> man, everyone, you know, like, everyone that skates nowadays, <laughs> it's just like he's an icon and he will always be so. That's amazing. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I just wish that things would have been it's just, different. Yeah, just, it's just but hard. I, I think everyone. It's just hard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard running a, comp a company and be a, a skater like he was. You know what I mean? Like, so he is good now. You know what I mean? And, and and lucky of us that we also have John. You know what I mean? But that's why I'm you saying know, that there. I hope they both speak like, because you were just saying it's hard to be a skater like he was and run a company. And that's exactly what John yeah. is. John is like a skater yeah. like he was maybe for... It's not maybe. He's, John has been like on John top of the game John. for even longer. <laughs> But at the John, same... Dude, yeah. John is 40, 41 now. And John's been here since the, the Tom Fry era. You know what I mean? I like Since early 95. Like... Like so, it, like you know, like he he got you know he's different, you know. He he worked his way, you know, and 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 he knows like he he's been here, man. Like we are so lucky. And we you are know what? So lucky you know what? I, when like, I love it, John has one thing which is really important. John has a family, and this is this is a really important thing. Why? Because. Yeah, as a brand, it, 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 it yeah. make it it makes you think differently. Man, yeah, I'm saying to the maximum level. Exactly. Yeah, right. You have people yeah, that yeah, depend that on you. You have kids that depend on you. And that's yeah, yeah. way more like, dude, if you put it out there, people will feel it for you. The people will try to be in the same situation. And I'm not saying that yeah. he uses that in his advantage. I'm not saying that. It's actually a, yeah. a reality. And it's good that we have yeah. people like him doing these type like of him, things. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what we need. <laughs> that's it. But I'm, you know what? We, yeah. we were talking about... We were talking about the, the state that we are right now. And I told you on the mm -hmm. last skate talk that was one of the things that I was only not, not about not being happy. I was, I just wish when John went ahead with them, there would be a possibility to also have a kid skate because I see a lot of people. Oh, that, that, yeah, uh, that, 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 let, me, let me just finish. Sorry, that, sorry. That, I know that, they that, will. That, they will. Sorry. Going. So the thing is, I do know that he had to choose to, to, to be able to go ahead with the project 
obviously he had limited funds so he yeah. couldn't start right away with all the sizes <laughs> yeah. and it's obvious man we all know it and yeah. a lot of people started jumping on like shitting on every other brand like them is the best and i believe that the skates are amazing i haven't tried yeah. them yet i believe in a lot of things and yeah. even like the whole idea about it it's amazing but we cannot shit on other brands like yes John is oh, not never. With, John is not together with Roses anymore, but we can't go like against Roses because John left and now he's on another project. In general, as an industry, oh, no. it's good for us. We are all we have these. Like probably Joe Atkinson, Niels Jensen's would never skate for Valo, but now they have like a new opportunity. And I'm sure that I'm not saying it's going it's it's good for 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 them or whatever. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say here is It's creating opportunities, and at the same time, this old yeah. skater own thing, and John not having a not not having a kid skate. Have you seen what happened the other day? Like I think it was two days ago. You know the brand Cultic. Yeah, they come up with a kid skate. Yeah, yeah it's it's, epic. it's awesome. They don't even have an adult skate. Their first skate, it's a kid skate, and I, I was really happy to see that. And that's why I'm saying like. I yeah. think we need to go more that way. And you were saying that it's going to happen with them. Do you know anything else about it? Yeah, well, well, right now, we, John needs to sell those skates and become a company and a, a strong company, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and definitely, that's always on the radar, you know, like, like fuck yeah, like we need that. But, like, we're talking about a lot of money that doesn't grow on trees you know what i mean like <laughs> it's a process and right now and right now right now we like i'm glad that john went for it man because like we we really need a, a like a strong company with a deep in the culture you know what i mean like yeah it will come it will uh, it will happen you know what i mean but right now we, it's, it's time from zero you know it's like day by day you of know, course it's crazy man. so yeah 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 it, it will eventually happen like it's just a project that needs to grow and And fuck yeah, a lot of things are coming in the future. You will see. It's just a process, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. <laughs> you're you're, you're talking about, you know, about <laughs> things. That's, that's good. I'm happy to know there's a lot of plans and a lot of things. I also, I'm also happy <sighs> to see you part of the Wish Frames, which is amazing. It's an amazing product. Oh, and, it, yeah. and it's just like oh, a, a really good example of how someone that a lot of us didn't knew but that has a lot of knowledge about other things oh, than yeah. just skating it's can come into the skating industry and actually make a, a really amazing product. So I'm happy yeah, to see they, skating it, it, that. Yeah, yeah. Since day one, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. You know, And, and again, we go back to like, you know, he's by, like, Cletus is done by himself. You know what I mean? Like, like he can only come with one size frame because like making that mold and all that investment is kind of crazy. He made a hit in America, which is more expensive too. You know what I mean? So in the future, but he can we'll, control we'll it. It's, it's a smart decision of it, yeah, it. yeah. It's oh yeah, dude. Like I test so many of those frames, dude. Like oh my god, I test since the very, very, very. The, the, I I even skate the 3D, the the fake one. Like <laughs> that was the first. <laughs> and no, dude, I test every single dude. Oh my god! Like, but I was so stoked, you know what I mean? Like, see a person, a blader, coming with a project like that. Like, it, like I said before in the beginning of this podcast, dude, that makes me fucking stoked, you know? Like, that's cool. I, that's the future I want to see, you know? What I mean, like, amazing product, you know? Kind of long for some people with small feet, but the future maybe we'll maybe we'll bring some good stuff and we'll have a smaller one. And but for those ones that can use it. You know what I'm talking about. That framing is 
pretty fucking fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, one thing. Yeah. Remember, like, the video I asked you, like, about one and a half year ago. I was starting this channel, and I made a video about those three-wheel skates. And I, oh. made, I made you a question about those, and you're like, I never really tried them, so you couldn't really speak that much about those skates. Remember that? Oh, with a hundred yeah. and thirty, millimeter. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember. You, you know that video? That, that video had talking. that video have one hundred thousand views, man. Oh god, <laughs> it <laughs> is true. Now oh, the question is, have you tried those things already or not yet? No, no, no. Yeah, come I, I on. I have a hundred. I have a hundred and ten, like, but with four, and I have rocker in the middle, like bigger. Oh, the K two ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those, those ones they gave me one time to test 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I'm poor. I cannot buy more things. I just will, will, will have Okay, it. you always say just send <laughs> it, right? You don't always say just send yeah. it. When I'm back in Portugal, yeah. I'll try to send it to you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Miguel. I guess like, you know what? I think this, this talk came to... Um, in a completely different way of course we touched yeah some right. of the same oh things but i think it's amazing now there's one last question that i want to do then i want to make you which is okay. your back how's your fit how how did the whole thing started and how's your back feeling um how what's, what's your start like how did it start yeah or how did you start feeling <laughs> have you ever been how did the whole pain thing started or how did you realize that you had to do surgery or the whole yeah. thing well everything start everything started like too like over 10 years ago way more than 10 years ago i always had like low like a very strange lower back problems and tilted hips but i always like you know i was like all right just keep doing stretches and stay strong and yoga and keep going and don't bitch about it keep going keep going keep going and you know have a very like very quite a healthy lifestyle not the greatest but like you know i i believe in anti-inflammatory diet and this and that and i always stretch and i'm quite flexible so i i, I knew that i had something i maybe didn't want to accept it i just want to keep going and uh and through the years been getting kind of worse and i battled through with good like, stretches and blah blah but it was just getting way out of control through the years and then this year um, I went through a lot of things like epidural injections and they stopped my, my sciatic nerve and, and it turns everything went fucking crazy anyway, but I battled through and keep going. But then this year in January, um, I got really sick with like a crazy flu and all these things. And I got like a crazy fever, stuff like 110, 111 and got really sick, sick for a couple of weeks. And uh, and I was out of service, you know. So every every pain took over me. My I have a very serious sciatic nerve in my leg, pain, and my lower back was crazier, and my hips were turning even crazier. I was looking at myself in the mirror, and my right side of my hip was like an inch or two farther forward than my back, and my back is tilting, and I cannot I can't even put my clothes on. Like things got really insane, so I, they, they did a nerve nerve test on me, and they found all this. I have nerve damage and all this crazy shit. They found out, and I was like, "Well, I got, I, I have to do it." You know, I start feeling a little bit better from all the sickness I got, and 
And now it's like, all right, it's time. It's time to do it. Like, I couldn't dress up. Like, my last time skating, I went all the way to L.A. We tried to skate with the homies. The, the last day they were actually filming for the the secret well before the the them pro the, the them skate came out whatever mm-hmm. before the last day they the last day they filmed that was my last day Skating. of trying to skate i drove all the way to la it's like two hours and a half from home i got to the spot i jumped the fence and i was like whoa dude like this is hurting so i skated i did a couple of tricks skating with the homies just we really just hanging out there and after like an hour and a half or two I say I told the boys, like John and everybody, I I, I gotta go home, you know. That, and I never leave a session early, dude. I skate all day, and I was like, I gotta go, man. And I went home, and on my way here, dude, like I I had to stop like five times on my way here, like in the amount of pain I can't drive anymore. And I and I was used to it. I'm driving back and forth to LA, and I get there with a lot of pain. Sorry, let I me interrupt. Let me interrupt for someone who's listening to this that doesn't know. You live in Tehachapi, which is like two and a half hours from LA, the place where Woodward West yeah. is, right? Okay, sorry. You yeah. can keep going. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so I was driving a lot of pain and stuff like that I had to stop the car and, well, you know, that typical things. But that, that last time, I, it, took me, it took me a lot to make it all the way here. And, and that was it. Like, my body completely collapsed. And that's when I was like, dude, that's it. Like, I need to get the surgery. You know what I mean? Like, and how did you so got the money I, for it? Because it's really expensive there. Right? Uh, well, yeah, I have my, my insurance from work, so I make sure like the doctors were kind of like part of like my insurance. They accept the insurance or whatever and blah blah. And as always in America, you have to be like a like a business person. You have to really be. Re, you really need to know about how you use your insurance and who you go and. It's very hard here, dude. Like, I don't know how people do it. So I went for the surgery, and uh, and I started getting all these bills, man. Like, some of this didn't cover, some of that cover, and I was just coming out of it of a, a, a crazy debt because when I first moved to California, I got, like, a, so many things and accidents of skating and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. in my bag, that was, like, I was paying uh, over 180 grand, maybe, like, 150 grand total. Uh, in hospital bills since I moved here. So I was working at Woodward for paying bills. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was in, I think, a couple months of last year, like October of last year or September of last year, I got finally rid of the bills, right? And then right now, the beginning of the year, I came back to this, you know what I mean? And I was like, losing my mind. And then Daphic, my friend Daphic and Sherwise, why is that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris. I know, no, of and, course. Uh, he called he he called me because he it is that's, that's my family that's my brother you know he know my whole story a lot of personal stuff you know and like he called me he's like dude we want to help we we're gonna help you we, you cannot get out again in the debt just got out of that we want to help you he's like no dude, we'll figure out we'll figure out don't worry well like he's like no dude like we want to help you and we kept talking back and forth you know it's all good man we figure out. And uh, he called me next day, like, he's like, well, she sent me a, he sent me a text with a link. He, he started. And I was like, dude, what? The? Like, it's not even two hours down. And we're already halfway to the, to the goal. <laughs> That's unless what you that get, man. Hours, <laughs> dude, unless that 12 hours, we're over the thing, over the, the goal. And I was like, Daffy, what the? He's like, dude, I told you. 
if he wants to help me, I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> like, my my mom, my mom is here because I couldn't find nobody to go with sur- to surgery with me, so I, we had to flew my mom here to stay with me and all that stuff because they wouldn't give me surgery unless I have somebody who's gonna mm-hmm. help my help me move around. So my mom explaining, mom, like I show my mom like. My mom doesn't understand anything from the internet. It's just like, no, mom, like, I help them. People start giving me money. It's like, he started almost crying, like, woo, woo, bro, how? Like, oh my God. Like, I was like, I'm tripping too, mom. Like, and, 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 and we went over the limit, like, for like almost like two grand or almost whatever over the limit. And, and, and Daffy was like, hey, give me your bank account. Here you go. How much did you need it? How much did you need it? It was, it was, I think it was like uh, eight or six, and we went all the way almost to 10 or 12. Or That's awesome, man. That's really good. The, so that money came came to me, and uh, I paid all the, all, all the bills, even and, and everything went smooth, and even have enough money to pay my therapy with that money. Amazing. And with that, with that money... With that money, I have like a, a like a topedic thing for my leg and the whole thing. So like, it's been great, man. Medicine, like, dude, like, it's insane. Like, cause I never, uh, you know, like, I don't never ask for nothing, and like, I'll keep it to myself or whatever. And like, that ha- happens too. And I feel like I own role waiting. I, I love role waiting for my entire life, but now I feel like I own more than my soul you know what i mean because that was like i still don't believe it i'm talking about it right now and i even know how to explain it because i don't fucking but i can't let me tell you something this is really really (laughs) this is really really cliche it's everyone says it but it's the truth man good things come to good people and you've been doing a lot for this industry so it's it's, i would call it a payback (laughs) so it's well deserved man it's well deserved yeah Thank okay. you, thank you, thank no, you. No, thank you. And I want to say, like, I think we're coming to an end. I want to say thank you so much. And I'm sorry about what happened the first time. For everyone listening to this, you guys should know that the first conversation we did, it went on a completely different route. It was completely different. We oh, touched, my God, right? We, we touched like, some, I, some of the same... We touched some of the same subjects, but I guess that means that sooner or later, you, we might need to do a second one. We might need to do a update, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other ones, but pretty gnarly, dude. I, oh man, such a bummer. One day, one day, one day we get it. Yeah, one day we get it. And if we ever see in real life, if we ever see, like, it's not if we ever see, it's whenever we see us in real life, we might do another one. <laughs> yeah, we'll always see. down, always down. All good, I'm man. We see a winter class. I'm trying to go. Okay, that's it. So that's a good place to do it. Let's see. Let us know if we need to make like a. Um, I go find me if you need it, man. I guess the no, no, no. the world would want you, would want you to see would want to see you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope you heal fast, uh, man. I, already... I really hope you heal thank fast. You, I see. You, I've you. been seeing your Instagram. You've been posting, and it's obviously like a whole process of coming back, and it's awesome to see you back. And it's just like what I love the most about your post is like how sentimental you go, but it's nothing like. It's not you faking anything. It's like you can see it's how you feel. And I love that. And again, it's passion. We need more passionate people in whatever we do. So I just want to say thank you so much yeah, thank you. for spending the time here. Man. Thank you. Okay, man. I know, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I thank you and for, for doing things like that, for taking from your time and, and be able to bring this message and with all your podcasts and stuff to the people out there so they can know more about the culture and stuff. Like We need things like that. And I appreciate it a lot what you do 
Thank you so and, much, man. Yeah, man. And I, I really, really appreciate fucking it. Fucking awesome, dude. Okay, Miguel, I'm going to yeah. let you sleep. It must be like, yeah, it's like almost, yeah, it's quarter past 12. It's 12. It's after 9. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. So cheers. All Have right. a good day. And I hope you get fully recovered soon. Okay. Thank you. Amen. Man. Cheers, Thank man. You very cheers. Much. Have a beautiful day. Cheers. And that was it. Miguel Ramos. I am so, so happy that we did this. Like, Yeah, it was the second one. The first one was completely different. I really wish I could show you guys what we did the first time. It was awesome. We ended up doing a top five skaters and we spoke about some different stuff that, well, we might need to do a second one. Anyway, if you did enjoy this one, if you did enjoy this skate talk with Miguel, do not forget to subscribe to this channel. Also, if you're subscribing, but if you are not pressing on that button on that like little bell you'll not get notifications every time i upload one of these obviously if you're listening to these on itunes i'm guessing that you're gonna have some notifications so whenever this is out you're gonna be listening to it right away and if you're on youtube well drop me a comment let me know what you like the most about this one what you didn't like it if you didn't like it give me some thumbs down it's all good if you like it give me some thumbs up and More important than anything else, I said it, Miguel said it, everyone says it. Don't forget why we all started skating, because it's fun. Cheers, guys. Vou viver até quando eu...